Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clint. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of a magic trick. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of By the By. Yes, that's right. Uh, but um, unfortunately, we're not going to be totally with you this week no. because we're on vacation. Yay! Yay, holiday! Holiday! Uh, yeah, so, you know, look, if you're a, uh, a long-time listener and you're part of our Discord chat, then you know that we're on holiday this week because we've been talking about it for the last, I don't know, six months. We're pretty excited. So what do we have in store for you? Well, we have a blast from the past. That's right. A, uh, an old one. So we went to Desire a few years ago and we did a full review on Desire Riviera Maya and Desire Pearl in Mexico. And, uh, yeah, so we thought that we'd cue that up for you. Yeah. So if you're interested in going to one of the Desire resorts, have a listen and see which one might fit best for you. And if you're interested in knowing when our vacation schedules are going up <laughs> and want to join our Discord, you can support us on patreon.com slash by the by podcast at any level and you will get a link to our Discord chat. And coming up February 17th, we have our next pendulum party here that's, in Sydney. That's right. And if you're interested in that, go to OurSecretSpot.com and you can get your tickets there. They're up and out. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in coming to the pre-party, let us know. It is invite only, but anybody can come. We just want to be able to control the numbers so it's not too many people. So yeah, see you on the 17th. And now let's go back to Mexico. Welcome back to another episode of By the By. Woo! We are finally home from our holidays and trying to settle back into normal life. Boo. And we're closed again. Boo. <laughs> so as many of you know, we spent two weeks at Desire Resorts in Cancun, Mexico. Yay. And um, yeah, so for those who don't know, Desire is a clothing optional, swinger-friendly resort. There are two of them. There's Riviera Maya and there's Pearl. So we were there. We took a trip to Riviera Maya the first week with the Life on the Swing Set takeover. And then to Desire Pearl for the We Got a Thing and Swinging Down Under group uh, partial takeover meeting, whatever, something. I don't know. What do you call it? I don't know. I was just watching you doing fantastic, <laughs> man. You've been talking for the last minute. Um, People were like, what? Where's Bradford? <laughs> Usually we can't shut him up. And clearly Angela has, has bound and gagged him. It's yeah. kind of awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So we were we went to both of the Desire Resorts, and both were fantastic experiences. Absolutely. And it was just so lovely to be naked for two solid weeks. It really was. I mean, when yeah. your most complicated decision in the morning is... 
whether I'm going to start the day with a tequila sunrise or an espresso martini, mm-hmm. and what color sarong should I wear? <laughs> it's sarite. It's, it's a great sarite. It's it, not sarong. It's a great life. It was great. I'm just going to ignore that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The people at home, microphone people love me. I know they do. I know. Uh, I love yeah, you too. Yeah, so we're going to warn you in advance that we're going to have a lot of desire stuff coming up throughout mm-hmm. the end of the year. Uh, podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. Mm. Uh, we'll try to intersperse some other things along yes, with course. it, but uh, we'd had a lot of emails and messages throughout our all of our uh, adventures about folks wanting to know which resort is better. There's mm-hmm. two, uh, so so which did we prefer and whatnot. So what mm-hmm. we thought we would do this week is sort of sit down and look at the resorts from the resort, not from the, the experience that we had with the people there, but just looking at it from a physical resort kind of aspect and yeah. make that, like, what did we like about each one and what didn't we like about mm-hmm. each one? So I think what we should start with is me walking into the kitchen and getting the bottle of wine. And then, <laughs> <laughs> because look, peoples, I'm, I need wine to tell you my story. Right. Right. I need wine to tell you mm-hmm. our story. Mm-hmm. And I need wine to tell you Angela's story. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know. Well, while he's walking into the kitchen and getting the bottle of wine, I'll start uh, with talking about Riviera Maya, because that was the first resort that we went to. So, as a side note, if we just say RM, that's what we mean. We yes. need Riviera Maya. That's a good so point. Technically, both resorts are in the neighborhood Riviera Maya. Uh, I think I measured it, and they're approximately five kilometers apart, or three miles, just over three miles. On the beach, yeah. If you were to walk the beach. So they're actually really close to one another, both resorts. Mm -hmm. But if we say RM, we mean Riviera Maya, the resort, and then Pearl is the other one. Right. The second one we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so Riviera Maya, the first one we went to, it has more rooms than Pearl, so it has 114 rooms, Mm -hmm. and based on a quick rough google maps measurement it has approximately 188 meters of beach so it's it's a, it's the smaller of the two resorts but mm. let's start with getting there uh from the airport took approximately 20 minutes maybe 15 yeah. 20 minutes it wasn't a bad drive uh you get there i'm gonna say it's nondescript i from the outside you would never know what was inside really there was a little guards gate thing Mm -hmm. Uh, a big uh, pretty wall like solid stone wall with the word desire on it otherwise it looks like every other resort yeah it looks like every other resort Uh, one thing that's funny is it's got this bridge that goes over it and Mm -hmm. and the bridge was underwater but I'm not a lot of water, but right. Well, there had been a rain. The moat was on the wrong side of the bridge, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there had been a rainstorm just before we landed uh, earlier in the day, and so yeah, the water was overflowing on over the bridge, and it was a decent depth of water over the bridge too. For uh, I would have guessed eight inches, yeah, maybe ten centimeters. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was enough that we were still able to drive through it, but it was a decent amount. And what I think is great about that is there's these signs also right next to it that <laughs> says "Watch out for the crocodiles." <laughs> Yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's fences up and things like that, but still. But there was also water over the bridge. Yes. It was just like, yes. you know, they always say, oh, it's water under the bridge. But it wasn't. It was water over the bridge. Right. So uh, you pull up, and, it again, it looks just like every other resort. Yeah. Uh, walking in, the, the it was, for me, this was interesting because I expected we would walk in and check in there. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. You walk in, and it was a nice little, like, 
kind of shoebox, and you walk in on the, the short end of the shoebox. Uh, but they took us straight through the shoebox, mm-hmm. outside into a courtyard, and then into another uh, interior a few steps away from that. Another so, little building. Yeah, yeah, and it had four or five desks, mm-hmm. and you would sit down, and, the che- and we checked in. Yeah. Uh, the check-in process was simple. Uh, mm. I, I was kind of... I don't know. I'm always nervous about checking in because I'm always like, uh, you know. I was surprised at how simple and fast it was. Yeah. Because it was basically, oh, look, here's your name. And they gave us bracelets. So the bracelets, uh, they're different colors for how many times you've been. So yellow was your first time with newbies. So we had yellow at Riviera Maya. There were white ones, brown ones. Red ones. Yeah. So brown ones, as I recall, are premier people. People who do the timeshare kind of thing. Because they do try to show you. They easy for me to say. They do try to sell you timeshare. Mm-hmm. The red ones that time were for the hosts. Okay. I don't know if that's different other times or not. Yeah. Uh, and then white for people who had been there multiple times, and then uh, yellow, the for, yellow for newbies. Times. Yeah. So my only complaint, really, with the whole check-in process, because the check-in process was simple: it was a couple signatures, a few basic ground rules, and whatnot. Was there was. Champagne or bubbly Prosecco mm-hmm. sitting on the te- desk, but it was never officially offered to us. And I'm one of those people that I don't like to just assume assume that it's mm-hmm. mine. Uh, they had a bucket of ice, and I mean, this is we're talking. I am nitpicking yeah, when I complain, about this. <laughs> and I'm not really complaining. It's just sort of like a I would have liked if the god said, "Oh, you know, welcome to to uh, the resort. Here you go, have a glass of whatever." So at one point during the the check-in discussions, some one of the ladies that also works there had walked up and made a comment. It might have been when she was putting our bracelets on, but she said, as you're drinking your champagne. Yes. So she did say that. Yeah. And I think it was inferred that that's yours, but also coming straight from the airport and being on the plane, I was still a little dehydrated, so I actually didn't drink my champagne because I, I wanted to down some water before I really got into alcohol. Yeah, I downed my champagne. I think I started drinking yours as well. Yeah, because I know for me, like, it's, you know, one drink leads to four, kind of whatever. So I was like, <laughs> I need I need water before I start on this. Yeah, you've got the problem where drinks are like penises. One leads to four. It happens. It does. No. But, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they checked us in, and then... Uh, somebody had taken our luggage. Yeah. It got delivered to the room. Basically, as soon as we pulled up in the van, our luggage went to one side. They asked our name. I guess they figured out what room we were in. Yeah. And, and it was just whisked away. So we didn't have to deal with luggage at all, which was really nice. Because we had a shit ton of luggage. We had a shit ton of luggage. But then also, that way, we can just kind of walk in, do the check-in thing, and get going immediately. Agreed. And that was, that was really good. lovely. Yeah. So... No one w- walked us to the room, did they? No. So they, they told us where they it told was. Us exactly where yeah. the room was. And we had was. a map. Yeah, we had a map. So we walked through the room. So uh, we get to our room. I guess we'll talk about the room first, and then we, let's talk about the whole okay. layout of the sure. of the resort. So we got to our room. We were just about as far as you could get mm-hmm. from the from the entrance. We were at the front. Like left, I guess. We were ocean front. Yeah, ocean front, front left corner. So uh, if you'd gone any farther, you were off the resort for us. But there was a fence, so I mean, you wouldn't have done that. But the point is, we were at an extreme, which I like. We because it's it was quiet. Yeah. Uh, We were right. But it actually didn't feel that far, though. No, gosh, no, not at all. Uh, You know, I'm trying to think about maybe it was a from from the entrance. Yeah. To our room was maybe a two-minute walk. Yeah. Maybe. It, it wasn't bad. 
Uh, it wasn't far at all, and it was... It was and, and this, I should know, I guess, walking from one side of the resort to the other side, at most is going to take you seven... With nobody there, at most <laughs> would have taken... We'll get to that. Yeah. At most would have taken you seven minutes. Yeah. yeah, the room, though, was really nice. It was very modern. I don't know when the resort was built and all that, but it, it's clearly, I would say, been updated. Very modern rooms. The showers were lovely. The bathrooms yeah. were nice. Everything just felt very clean, very modern. Um well appointed. I would have called it average hotel size. It's not so the room that we had wasn't huge. It was an ocean view. It was an ocean standard view. Standard ocean view. Yeah. Uh, not huge. Had a. It was one of the smaller rooms. Yeah. 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 Uh, but still had a mini fridge that was fully stocked mm-hmm. with beers and drinks and waters and whatnot. And we had a little two top table, so you had a little table if you wanted to sit down, you could. Yeah. There were also outside, even though we were oceanfronts and there were lots of other areas, there were some little tables and chairs kind of scattered amongst the in front of the room so you could sit outside if you wanted to as yeah. well uh and like you said the shower was the the bathroom was nice i mean yeah. it was again small but yeah. not like cramped the shower was big enough that the two of us could fit in it was bigger than our shower at home exactly i did like the shower yeah. and it was one of those it was a shower stall that yeah. was a good size shower stall mm-hmm. uh and the shower had good pressure though i mean this is for me this is important shit i like i'm all about consistent water temperature and good and pressure, pressure yeah yeah. And and for me it was I really liked our room there. Yeah. Uh you know, the closet space had enough closet space. Yeah. It you know, things that it did have was an iron, it did have a uh, a safe, had a fridge, mini fridge, a coffee maker. It had hangers, hangers in the closet, hair dryer, so you didn't necessarily have to bring your own. Makeup mirror, a lighted yeah. makeup mirror. Uh, and then all of the accoutrement, you know, conditioner, uh, hair, shampoo, yada, yada, yada. Can we get one of those rooms here? Because that's a lot more than what we have here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you have an apartment. Uh, so, you know, it was it was a well-appointed room. Yeah, it was. Uh, the television, I mean, if you were to turn your TV on, I think there were three or four stations that were porn. It was all very, very heterosexual porn. The typical, ah, mm-hmm. uh, ah. Uh, that kind of porn. Uh, don't get me wrong. I still watch some of it, but you know, it's not great porn. Uh, yeah. So, so we, we got there, we went to the room Yeah. and basically I immediately got naked. I had a sarong in our, had sarongs in our carry on luggage because I, I wasn't sure what would happen with our other luggage. Well, we didn't know how long cause you know, yeah. we've gone on cruises before where it might take you anywhere from two to five hours to get your luggage. Right. And so I, I had sarongs uh, for us in our, in my carry on luggage. So I immediately got naked, put a sarong around me, well around my waist anyway. And you did not get naked right I away. I, I think I was down to underwear, but yeah. I did not, I had my underwear on. Yeah. But yeah, I was just so excited and it was warm and sunny and I was like, I am ready to be naked. Yeah. (laughs) So the resort itself, Mm -hmm. like, so we were on the ground floor, room on the ground floor. There was a single layer of rooms above us and that's basically every building in that block or I'm sorry, in that, on that resort is at most two stories. Yeah, I don't recall there being any three stories. So it's interesting because technically where the disco was and the uh, okay. I think the hot tub are technically three stories. But the where the hot where the disco was, the second story is just an open atrium mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the where you enter. And for the hot tub, I think it was storage for the cleaning and whatnot. Okay. Above the yeah. above a layer of rooms. But there are no, we saw no rooms that were yeah. on a third story. Um, they do have four or 
four villas, I guess, which are two-story rooms with their own pools and their own spas. We had friends that had one of those rooms, but we never had an opportunity yeah, to Yeah, no, we didn't. It. Oh, no, we didn't. We were supposed to knock on the door and go check it out, but we didn't. We just never did. We forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's big. It's a, it, yeah. And it feels... It feels sprawling. The rooms, would be the word I, I was going to say, the rooms feel sprawling and spread out because they are one to two layers, which is really nice. I quite like that. I do too, because you never—that means you never have to go up more than a layer of stairs after drinking all night at four in the morning. And I think it was also uh, quieter as well. I would agree, but yeah. it could have just been where our location was. Which, that could be. Which is another yeah. thing, because you've said this before. It felt motel. So, mm-hmm. and what I would, how I would describe that is every room is on an outside. There's no hallways yeah, to get yeah. into rooms. They're all outside mm-hmm. entrances. Uh, with that said, there were a couple of rooms that we went to. One friend's room that had a jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were in an, like an big alcove, but it was just two rooms up there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a, a tight hallway. So mm-hmm. you didn't get a lot of echoey doors opening and closing yeah. sounds. Yeah. So... I guess, do you want to talk about, like, the beachfront and yeah. how it looked? Yeah, so the beachfront, uh, like I said, we had an ocean view room. So in front of our room, basically going down the length of the resort, because we were at one end, there were a whole bunch of beach beds right along. The, and, and now, so for me, coming from East Coast U.S., where you have these big, long, sprawling yeah. beaches, <laughs> the beachfront, the ocean, like the water, when it was high tide especially, came Right up really close to the beach beds. And and just to give you a distance, so we're talking at most you had from the end of the beach bed to maybe seven feet, just over two meters. I mean, you could almost stand on your bed and pee into the ocean. Yeah. That was that close. Yeah. So yeah, the the beach beds were really close to the water. There wasn't a lot of like sandy beach between the beach beds and the water, Uh, which is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it just, it was kind of surprising to me because coming from the East Coast US where a lot of the beaches are man-made and they dredge in all the sand. You know, I guess I, in my mind, had had that kind of pictured. That's and, exactly what I pictured. Yeah. Exactly what you said. So but I expected a lot to of, be able to walk for a while and then get to the ocean. Yeah. But we find some of the beaches here in Australia even are like, because yeah. they're the natural beaches, so there might not be a yeah. heap of sand. And so what we had, uh, what we were to understand was that the they normally will dredge in sand and, and make the, extend the beaches, mm-hmm. but this year due to weather or whatnot, they yeah. were unable or yeah. hadn't done it yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a row of beach beds there. Uh, then there's a gazebo. Which yeah. we had seen like morning yoga and stuff is just another meeting point, basically. Then beyond that, there are basically there's beach beds the entire length of the beach. So I'm trying to remember somebody had told me that they were in beach bed, I want to say 29. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the last beach bed. They had beach beds 27 to 29. So my guess is there were about 30 beach beds Probably. along yeah. the stretch. Yeah. But they are right next to each other. You've mm-hmm. got a, you, you could lay in one bed and, and hold hands with somebody yeah. next to you. But there's still. Private ish. Oh yeah, and, and they have little, I'm gonna say, like curtainy things that you can. Yeah, well, ca- canopies. Yeah. yeah, so it was like a canopy bed, and they were sheer canopies, so you yeah. could drop them and get a little more privacy. Right. And so yeah, so next to some of the beach beds, as you go down the beach, there was a our favorite beach bar for sure. Was it was CC's Beach oh, Bar? God, and CC's a fucking genius. CC was the bartender, and she was a genius. She made wonderful drinks and. And sometimes if you didn't exactly know what you wanted, she would make something and somehow it would be just exactly what you needed. She knew what you needed without you knowing what you needed. Yeah. And like literally, I remember one morning going, I want something sweet, 
but citrusy. And she made this frozen drink that was exactly yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. And it was, yes. So yeah. If you get a chance to go to Riv- Desire Riviera Maya, go to CC's bar. She was a white witch. Yeah. A wonderful, wonderful <laughs> white witch. Like, I love her. Yeah, she was great. And, and we liked CC's bar as well because it was on the quieter end of the resort. And so it was kind of a nice mid-morning, kind of start your day, get things yeah. going. And For us, it was exactly what we needed. Yeah. So it was really nice because it wasn't just that full-on, like, We'll get to the other side, um, I guess, as you go down where the pool was. There was a lot more of the unch unch music and, yeah. you know, DJs DJ and kind of activity stuff. and that kind of thing. So we really liked CC's Bar because it was a lot more our speed. Yeah, so it was small. There was only four stools there. Yeah. So you had, uh, you know, from CC's Bar, of course, you have, it's a square, so you have four sides. Two, two sides had two stools each. One side was basically just a walk-up, and the other side was only for, really only for servers. Yeah. Because they have people who serve the beach beds and right. so they'll come by and see what kind of drinks you want mm-hmm. i guess we should have noted for anybody who was curious this is an all-inclusive resort so yeah. you're not paying any extra for alcohol right and they i gotta be, give them credit they were very generous with the pours yeah it wasn't like they were being skimpy you would mm. get when you ordered a rum and coke it was 75 to 80 percent <laughs> rum and then a splash of coke yeah. just enough to make it brown yeah uh, but yeah so we really like cc's bar was great mm-hmm. it was yeah. Like you said, it was exactly what we needed in the morning. Yeah, and then going inward from that, so away from the beach, uh, we get to that courtyard area where we had first entered. And so there was the lobby bar, which was a really good, it was a huge bar right there in that at one side of the courtyard. Yeah. Then there was the lobby on another side where we had actually, the building we had walked through. Uh, and then there was the check-in, so there were, and then the villas on one side, the check-in building. So th- all of that encircles this big courtyard area that's quite open, and there's nighttime entertainment there. There was a lounge section next to it, so there were couches and beds and yeah, five seats or six and, beds, and yeah, a lot of like couches and sofas. It was very much an outdoor kind of party area. Yeah, it was. I, that surprised me. I didn't for some reason I didn't expect that. I, Mm-hmm. I, I guess being, I know it being Mexico and it's outdoors and warm, I guess I expected that to be indoors. Yeah. But I think they counted that whole area as their lobby. I would, I would yeah, I'd uh, buy that. Which surprised me. Yeah. And the lobby bar, though, was really huge. And so... Um, and it was open, completely open. Yeah, it was completely open. I mean, covered, but it was... Op- part no, of, it wasn't covered. The bar part wasn't covered? The bar part was yeah. covered, but that whole, like, all the seats yeah. and whatnot, if yeah, it yeah. was raining. No, I'm talking about where the bar was. Because there was also a fountain there as well. Yeah. And so there were some tables and seats and, of course, stools along the bar. So there was that was kind of a nice congregating area because it was so large. And especially at nighttime, I think a lot yeah. of people congregated there. But it was so large. Of course, there were drinks there. And it was just a really common space where people could all come together. Yeah. And so just to give an idea of how big the bar was, at any one time, usually there were three or four bartenders yeah. working that bar. Yeah. So it was a big bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at one end of it, there was like some... like cooking stuff pizza oven and a griddle yeah so late night i don't know exactly what time it started my guess is probably midnight ish we didn't make it down to usually mm-hmm. two or three but uh there they would have food at that end of the lobby bar so they would have pizzas that you could get made they would have blts and they would have tacos so you know when you're up late and you're drinking and you're trying you want to keep going but you need food before you go to bed then second you, dinner yeah it was our second dinner is basically what it was we were hobbits yeah yeah. But it was nice to have that option of being able to get pizza, BLT, or tacos. Yeah, that was good. So, yeah. But that was only late night. You couldn't get that during the day. Right. So, there's uh, also off of that little outdoor lobby area, that courtyard, 
uh, there was the big fountain and then there was a little gift shop, which we actually yeah. never entered the gift shop. Nope. Um, not at that location. I sort of wish we had. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't, there was nothing we really thought we needed. Mm-mm. So we never went in there. Um, farther out there, so if you, you know, at, at the other end of the of the resort was the pool. Uh, again, a giant pool. I, mm. I, I wish I had at least paced it off, but around the pool was at least 50 beds. Oh gosh, there's a lot of pool beds. Or, I'm sorry, not 50. Um, 50 deck chairs. Yeah. Uh, and then probably 30, I would 20 to 30. said 20 to 30 pool beds. Pool yeah. beds. Bunches of pool beds. Yeah. Uh, which was nice. We never, admittedly, we never used those because it was no. a bit... It was a bit oomch, oomch, the, loud. And... The pool there was, there were always, or at least it felt like during the day, there were a lot of activities going on there, and there was a DJ, there was music going, so it was very much the party end, I would say, of, of the daytime part of the resort. Because, and there was a beach volleyball um, net yep. outside of the pool area, of course, more beach beds along there. There was a pool bar that was kind of sunken down pool level, which was nice because you could swim up to it. And they have actually seats in there, which is both an awesome thing and a terrifying thing, because that (laughs) means that people just sit there and stay there all day, and where does the pee go? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So down at the pool end, there was, as far as restaurants go, should we talk about restaurants now? Yeah, we can talk about restaurants now, yeah. So at the pool end, there was a a buffet restaurant. I don't remember the name of it, but it was a buffet restaurant. don't remember the name of it. We ate there only once. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because it was basically all day long, you know, they would have food and all kinds of different stuff. And then during the day as well, around lunchtime, there was always something outside the pool. Yes. One thing to note is that they had some rules on the food. Yeah. So in order to go into a food location, ladies had to be at least covered. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to have underwear or anything on, but you had like like you would wear your sarong. I could wear my sarong. And you would tie it around Mm -hmm. your neck so it looked like a dress. Mm -hmm. But men had to have shorts on at least, I think, for the buffet. And a shirt. And maybe the shirt for the buffet. I don't know that for sure. I'm not sure. Uh, But they would have food outside and anybody could walk up. Yeah. Butt-ass naked, and they would serve you there. Yeah, and they would do Which things... I like that. That's a good option, because if you don't want to have to... It is. Because, yeah. like, I know I wasn't allowed to go in with wearing only a towel. Right. So that's why I think you had to have a shirt on. Yeah. Um, but it was nice, because one day they would do burritos out poolside. Another day they would do burgers. So there was always a food option that you didn't necessarily have to put on any clothing and, and yeah. be able to still be able to eat and get through the day. Uh, and then next to that... I don't remember the names of any of these. I know it started with an S... There was a place, it was so, like upscale. Salo. Salo. Silo. S-A-H-L-O, I okay, think. Okay, there you go. Salo was, I think, a French restaurant. Yeah. That was definitely more upscale. You had to make reservations for it. Uh, and that one. Dinner only. Yeah, dinner well. only. Uh, men had to wear khakis, or I'm sorry, pants, closed-toed shoes, which I have a big problem with. Collared shirts. And, and a collared shirt, Yeah. yeah. Which I don't have a problem with, but my thing is, if I'm wearing linens, I would never wear closed-toed shoes with linens. Well, also, women could wear and sandals, and could, guys yeah. can't. Guys could, or ladies could wear just about fucking anything, uh, mm-hmm. as long as they look like they were, air quotes, trying, and they would be fine. It's hashtag yeah. feminism? I don't know. Uh, so, I do have a problem. I would never wear sandals with linen. Come on, people. Anyway. Yeah. So, but I know they have to have rules and whatever. Um uh, the food there, we ate there once. Mm-hmm. The food there was probably the best of what we'd had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. But yeah. yeah. The next place was the buffet. Mm-hmm. 
Aphrodite's? I think it was called Aphrodite's. Maybe. So that was a buffet that was open at breakfast and dinner. It was not open at lunch, I don't think. No, it was. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well, we just weren't there we, at lunch. I don't think we ever went there okay. at lunch. Um, so that one, so how was it different than the other I buffet? I say that, I don't know. So that's a good point. I don't, re- admittedly, I don't remember. So we should probably give full disclosure and say, at that resort, we never ate lunch. No, because we would because get up. Because we would get up. We would get <laughs> they up were serving and, breakfast till noon. So that you're right. It was probably not open for lunch. Yeah, because they, they extended for the Life on the Swing Set takeover. Normally, I think breakfast ends at 11 a.m., but they extended it till noon for the takeover. And so every day we would get up around between 10 and 11. And then go to and then breakfast. We would go, we would have brunch, but basically breakfast at the Aphrodite's restaurant. And then we would basically not eat the rest of the day until dinner time. Yeah. And then we'd have our second dinner at the late night food. Yeah. So we still had three meals a day. It's right. Just, our meals started at 11 and ended at 3 a.m. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I don't think they were open for lunch, but maybe they weren't. You could be mistaken. Right. No, yeah. you're probably right because why would they close at noon? If anybody really cares, it's probably on their website. Real, look on the website. <laughs> we're we're just two random drunk people. Uh, um, but yeah, so that was that was lovely because it was. I actually thought the food there was quite good. Yeah, for I, the breakfast food, and I was surprised at the quality of yeah. the food from a buffet because I do not like buffets, mm-hmm. but I was. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, and dinner. We had dinner there a number of nights. Also, something to note there was that whenever we went for breakfast, um, they had basically an open grill, somebody manning an open grill on the backside of the buffet. And so you could go up and fill up your little dish with things that you wanted and then give it to them and they would make an omelet. I liked that a lot. And that was really nice. So at night they had that same thing, mm-hmm. but you would pick out what piece of meat you wanted and she would... Uh, and they would it was always it. that nice lady. Mm-hmm. She would make whatever meat you wanted. Yeah. Uh, and, and to whatever temperature you liked. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that open grill kind of buffet. And yeah. for the breakfast, it was great. They changed the food, the menu each night. It was Mexican one night, Italian, yeah. Mediterranean, et cetera, et cetera. Different themes. Different themes. Yeah. So that it wasn't always the same food, which right. as well I liked. Mm-hmm. My problem was you were never sure what night it was. So uh, the website said one thing, the little piece of paper that we had yeah. said something, and then it always felt like it was something else. Because I remember well, the one night I was excited because it was Mexican night, because mm. we don't get good Mexican in Australia, mm. it ended up being Italian. Yeah. What I wish they would do is they have this board that shows like all this, like the today's themes mm-hmm. and today's costumes that you're supposed to wear and whatnot. I wish they had put the food. Because <laughs> like, food's yeah. so important to me. Yeah. I wish they had put what menu was going on. The theme night. of the food. Yeah, yeah, that way I could look forward yeah. to it at breakfast. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how I roll. Right. But yeah, so that was that food there I thought was really good. I was quite yeah. impressed with that. Um, and then the next restaurant over, there was a sushi Japanese place. Yes. So they did teppanyaki. They had sushi. Uh, so they had two big teppanyaki grills that you had to make an, uh, yeah. a, a reservation for. And then they had one giant long table that probably would have sat 30 people, maybe 40, oh. a bunch of people. And then a couple of two tops around yeah. there. I wouldn't have said more than 30. Okay, it was a bunch. Yeah. Uh, so you would just walk in and they would yeah. seat you. And if, if at the big long table, they would just seat you next to the yeah. people who were already there. Yeah. So... That was great. Mm-hmm. My big problem with that was 90% of the rolls, the sushi rolls, had cream cheese. Yes. Like, don't put cream cheese in my fucking tuna. Or no. in, on, on my fucking tuna. Yeah, I don't like cream cheese in my sushi rolls. But I think they only had two rolls, a California and spicy tuna, that did not have cream cheese in them. All the other ones had cream cheese. Give me and cucumber. I want crunch, not yeah. cream. 
Yeah, I was disappointed in that. But we basically, but their the starters at that restaurant were really good. Yeah, we ended up and we went there twice, two of the seven nights because yeah. we really did like it. That's right. So we ate there two of the seven nights. We at just the ate the French rolls. place once, yeah. and then the other place four nights. Yeah, we just had the rolls that didn't have cream cheese. Yeah. Um. So I will say, for me, the food overall was average. I'm not going to say it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it then, was. It was. Below what I would have called cruise ship food. I would agree. Not much below, Yeah, but it was definitely below cruise ship It was food. good, and there were a few things that I thought were really great. A few dishes randomly, but overall, I would I would agree, yeah. The desserts, I'd say, were definitely subpar. Had a couple of desserts that I really liked, but mostly they were desserts I wouldn't even be interested in trying. Well, they were beautiful. They, they I were, mean, aesthetically, they aesthetically, were very pleasing. Aesthetically, the desserts were very yeah. pretty. Uh the whole restaurant vibe, though, and this goes across both resorts, we'll talk about the next one later, but had this sort of 1970s feel to the plating. Mm. The plating was, the plating at RM was better than the plating at Pearl. And but the, yeah, the question I have is how much of that is just general resorts in Mexico or resorts in the Caribbean? That's a good question. Because I've only ever been to one other resort in the Dominican Republic, and that was eight years ago now yeah so yeah I, I don't know I don't have anything to compare it to yeah so those that's the reason that's the, all the foods uh, I guess next thing to talk about would be the hot tub yeah that's where I was gonna go so one of the buildings somewhere between the restaurants on the restaurant block which were all within a, a, stone a stone's throw, throw yeah and the lobby you go up this huge set of stairs mm-hmm. And then you've got the hot tub. Mm-hmm. And at the top there, uh, there were five beds that were kind of open in a big rooftop area. Five or seven? One, two, six or seven. Six. I, I don't m- know. Maybe seven. There, there were was a number yeah. of beds <laughs> that were there. Then there was a hot tub that was about the size of our living room. Yeah. Uh, kind of a kidney bean shaped. Yeah. Or maybe a, a C. It was a, a good sized hot tub. Yeah, it was a good sized hot tub. Had seating in it. Mm-hmm. Had a walk up bar with more seating. Mm-hmm. Again, where do you pee? Uh, and then. Okay, now Bradford keeps bringing up the peeing. No, please note that there are restrooms next to the pool and next to the hot tub. Yeah, but we know how people are. I mean, I got out to pee, but I'm sure somebody was like, I'll just wee a little. A lot of people got out. I. I saw a lot of people getting out and going to the restroom. Well, I didn't do a survey of people who got out and went to the restroom, but I wish I had. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't, don't don't pee in the pool, people. Or the hot tub. So, and then next to the hot tub were three beds yeah. that were darker. So the the five or seven whatever beds at one side had were much more well lit. There was lighting around them, yeah. Whereas these beds were much darker. There was and also, they didn't have canopies. They were out in the open. Yeah, there was, was also a. Um, a shower up there. Yes. Right next to the stairs. There was a, a little glass enclosed shower. And again, a big ass bar that normally had two fellows working it. Yeah. And the bar was accessible both from inside and outside of the hot tub. So, and then there's little cubbies to put your shit and then they had towels. Yeah. So things that I got to give them massive props on were I never needed a towel. No. If they weren't, we couldn't find a cubby, which occasionally happened. There was a rack of towels on the way to the bathroom. So you never wanted for a towel mm-hmm. there or at the pool as well. Uh, one time I wanted for a towel at the pool. That was phone party. <laughs> but that's fair because enough. everybody was there. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So it was, yeah, big props to the where the where the hot tub is. Late at night, they would turn mm-hmm. the lights down low. You could sit in the hot tub. 
look up at the sky and there was just tons of just stars. Stargaze, it was yeah. beautiful. And such a kind of relaxing, awesome thing to be mm-hmm. in a hot tub discussing the meaning of life with, <laughs> with new friends yeah. uh, and really new family. And and look at the sky. And uh, for me, it was such a positive thing because I really miss the Northern Hemisphere mm-hmm. stars. So to see the Big Dipper again was kind of kind of a badass thing. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. It, that, I liked that a lot. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. So any- and I will say that one thing I did like about the hot tub, and this is just purely based on how it's designed and how it works, is that one end of it was warmer than the other. Wasn't really noticeable during the day. Yeah. But at nighttime, when it was cooler outside, you could tell a little bit of a temperature difference. Yeah, because there was like a billion people in that one warm. But I, but I liked that because if you wanted the warmth, you could go to one side. Yeah. Or if you were hot, you could be like, no, 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 I'm going to stay at this other side. True. So there was at least a bit of a reprieve if you got really warm. You could move away from wherever the the hot water outlet was, inlet, whatever was coming in. Yeah. Um, and I know that's just just how how it goes. But we'll talk more about that. How that was at Pearl as well. Um, I actually quite like that. Some people may say that they don't like the differential, but I, I liked that there you had a choice on which end you wanted to be at. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Any other things that you want to point out about the uh, Riviera Mile? Yes, resort? a couple of things. Uh, first of all, the disco. Oh, forgot. Completely forgot yeah. about the disco. So they have a big disco that uh, at nighttime they have DJ music, etc. I mean, it's this big, huge area. That they had lots of music going and, and shows and stuff at nighttime. So I what I'm not sure of, I know that uh, that every night that we were there, they had a live band out in the courtyard in the lobby area. And so there was live music there for a couple of hours, and then the music would start up in the disco. I'm assuming that's the case every night. I don't think that was yeah. just a swing set thing. I think that's a resort thing. You think that there was live music? There probably was live. Yeah, yeah I agree. There was yeah. always live music. I was that was awesome because it was fun it to was dance fun, out yeah. under the stars and the music and be outside. I will yeah. say I had some problems with the music, but you know, it was mostly great. It was good. Uh, I'm just gonna make your, a your quick, problems are pedantic, I, but they are pedantic. But I'm gonna make them point my point now. I love the Spanish language. I really do. Um, me gusta. Espanol. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, when you sing Black Velvet, I understand that the that the V, the letter V, makes a B sound mm-hmm. in in Spanish. Don't say Black Velvet. Look, I sang Ave Maria in Latin, and I tried very hard to make it sound like the way it was, you know, Latin. The one that I liked was uh, Cotton Eye Yo. Cotton Eye Yo. <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton eyed yo. <laughs> God, it's like that kills me. But it's me. a difference in the, how the uke box. Yeah, uh, I understand it. I'm not making fun of them at all. No, it's just frustrating to hear your favorite songs, uh, "Black Velvet" in that little boy's eyes. Mm-hmm. Black Velvet. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but it is just a. But, yeah. a it's how they say the letters. It's know, just completely different. I'm being pedantic. Um, yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to dance. It was fun to be outside in the yeah. courtyard dancing. I will say that it did get warm there at times because of the villas. It blocks that ocean yes. breeze. So they could get a bit warm there at times. Um, but they did have the disco that was open every night. And so there was a DJ and, and music going there. There was a huge bar up there. Off of the disco, there was a playroom, which was ginormous. Ginormous. Yes. And it had... Basically, this very long L-shaped, L-shaped 
banquette kind yeah. of thing that was I don't know. Pleathery. It was like a bunch of queen size beds, just side by side by side. Yeah, by side but by it side. was like pleather kind of covered, yeah. so it was easy to wipe up, easy clean yeah. up. There were heaps of towels in the room, lots of towels available for cleanup. I should say no sheets on it because they put towels. Right. The idea was to put towels down. Yeah, uh, but really, I think the best part of it was under it were these little slide outs under these banquettes were these little slide out cushions mm. for kneeling they were basically kneeling pews yeah so that you could kneel on it and go down, and on, go somebody down on someone yeah. while they were sitting or laying on the bed mm-hmm. that right there that was, was genius genius yeah so, i feel like we yeah. need that for our bedroom we can make it happen yep um but yeah the playroom there was really awesome right off the disco and it was nice because you had the option to go to someone's room to play or just go there and yeah. that was of course easy clean up and yeah it was i actually quite liked that area I liked a lot that, too. that was good it was good and there was a um basically an s like a liberator yep. type s to chase i don't yep. know if it actually was liberator it was, or not. was, it was it? Okay. actually a liberator um but they had one of those as well at one end so that was an option for play style depending on what you're looking for um Two other very quick things I do want to say about Riviera Maya is, one, because this is something that I notice, and I don't know, most people probably won't think it's a big deal, but the restrooms, the public restrooms, at the lobby, at the hot tub, and at the pool, immaculately clean all the time. Always clean. I never once questioned walking in there barefoot. I agree. Most Because at first I would put my flip-flops on because I'm like, oh, I'm going into a public bathroom, whatever. But no, always immaculately clean. The The staff there, they were so good at keeping it clean. But they did it invisibly. They did. I never saw anybody in a public bathroom or going into a public bathroom. But they were it did once clean. in the lobby bar. Okay, I never saw it. But, but, but yeah, they, they did such a good job at, at keeping the public restrooms and the public areas in general very clean. Um, and I think that just goes to the service and the staff in general is I know that, that with the swing set group, they actually brought out a lot of the staff uh, one of the days at the pool, the last day at the pool, and said this, this is all the staff that keeps this resort going, blah, blah, blah. There was a fucking lot of staff. And it's a lot Bunches. of people that, that – and you know that, but you don't see it, and so you kind of forget um, but it was, they did a really good job of, of serving us, of keeping everything clean. And like you said, kind of invisibly doing it. And what I thought was really lovely was basically the first day, I think we'd gone to breakfast late cause we got up late. We went to breakfast and we came back to our room to drop off our clothes before going back out. And I think that they were there maybe cleaning the room. They caught on really quickly as to what our schedule was, and we never saw them again after that. And so they basically either came before or after, you know, whenever we were out doing things, and we never saw them in our room cleaning. Other than that first day when we walked up, and they very were like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And we're like, no, no, it's fine. Just dropped everything off and left, and they could do their job. But but I think the staff at Riviera Maya, I would say, was hands down. They were excellent. I was was really impressed. So is that the last that you have for RM? I think so. I would say overall, I would give it a solid four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, where they could increase for me was food quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like there was a lot of options, but I just I wanted the food to be a little richer. I mm-hmm. don't know. It's, it was just kind of bland. Um, the service was was good. Yeah. I had no complaints. I will say we'll and we'll talk about it at Pearl, but Pearl was. I felt better, it was mm. more service quality, but I didn't notice that until when I was you at went RM. to Pearl. Yeah. yeah. So at RM, I thought, oh, the service is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, think people like CC that oh, yeah. really the 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 playmakers. They have these people mm-hmm. that walk around and try to encourage play, which get people interacting. Get people yeah. interacting, which admittedly wasn't needed for the weeks that we were there, the week that we were there. 
But on a normal week, I can see it being yeah, good. And yeah. they were great. They would yeah. be dancing at night and trying to get yeah. you to dance. It was fun. And there were a couple of guys, I would say, at the lobby bar that were particularly attentive and, yeah. and helpful and, yeah, really good. So I would give it, all in all, I really thought it was it was more than I expected, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, I knew I would like it, but I didn't think that the resort I would have mm-hmm. that much fondness of. Right. Are you looking for a new game to play with all of your sexy friends or even your, you know, not so sexy friends? Hell, maybe even your parents. I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. You're looking for a game. Grandparents. That's right. You're looking for a game to play. Have we got the game for you? Curious Humans. It's a wonderful questions and answers game where basically you get a question and everybody says whether or not they think you're going to say yes or no. And it doesn't matter what you say. It's going to be fun either way. Curious Humans, if you want to give it a go, go to www.curioushumansgame.com and uh, pick which one you want. Like, there's all kinds of add-ons, and you can get the base game, you can get the Australian version, which is hilarious. And when you do, use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, and you know what you'll get? You're going to get 10% off your order. That's right, and we do ship worldwide. CuriousHumansGame.com. Are you looking to stay home and maybe cuddle up with a brand new sexy novel? I don't know, maybe like Dirk Takes You or, I don't know, a book like Find the Hole? Well, if you are and you want something else to cuddle up with, go to adamandeve.com. And when you do, use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. What do you get? Well, while you read your sexy, sexy novel, you'll have a toy to play with at 50% off. You also get some extra things thrown in the box, some videos on demand if, you know, reading ain't for you, (laughs) and free shipping. Free shipping and an item at 50% off. That's why you use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. And uh, enjoy your book in your nook. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, we talk about RM. Yeah. Let's talk about the poil. Right. The pearl. So, pearl for me 
coming up to Pearl, I was expecting... So RM had this sort of... It felt like you were entering a castle because it had the bridge and the moat. Pearl didn't have that. Pearl, I felt like we were honestly in a neighborhood, and then suddenly we were at a resort. Yeah, it was interesting because, well, I think Revere and I, if I'm not mistaken, the road that we went down to get to it, off of the main road, yes, from, coming from the airport, there were four resorts down I that road, think so. something like that, and so it was very much, okay, now we're going into resort area, because there's, I don't know, like a crap ton of resorts in Cancun, Mexico. Yeah, it was a resort neighborhood. Yeah, and but then going to Pearl, it, we really did. We went down several little streets that felt like a neighborhood. There's houses and little things and, and dogs and y- yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. no. It was just it was different. Yeah, it wasn't what we expected. Right. But you get in uh, again, name at the door, kind of thing, and they take your stuff. So this is immediately where I noticed something a bit different. Mm-hmm. So you walk into the lobby and it's this huge it's lobby. It's a lot bigger. Like the lobby is all about it, posh. Gl- glitz and glam. Glitz and glam is the perfect way to describe yeah. it. So there's, you walk in, there's a jewelry shop immediately mm-hmm. open, an open jewelry shop to the right. There's this long line of desks. There's, you know, when we, there's a bar in the in the lobby it's yep. huge and when we start talking to the folks that are checking us in rather than you know i think the at, at rm it took us maybe five minutes i was gonna say three yeah. minutes but three to five minutes to to check in yeah it was really quick at pearl i think it took us 10 to 15 probably yeah because she went through everything with us and maybe it's luck of the draw and it might be it could be. It could also be the timing that we got there because we came at a more... At Pearl, we arrived at a more usual time, whereas yes. at RM, we arrived a bit later in the day. But sure, I don't know. but still. It's probably luck of the job, but she did. She went yeah. through the map of the resort. This is where this is. This is where this is, et cetera, et cetera. She went through the restaurants. Okay, so this one, you need a reservation. This one, they're doing Mediterranean this night, Italian this night. Uh, she went through, of course, there's a little bit of the sales pitch for the timeshare. Brief. It wasn't Brief, long not, at all. Not pressury. No. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, all the little bits of paper, all the activities that were going on. Okay, here's a list of what's going on the rest of this we week. We got a full schedule of everything that was going on, yeah. which was really cool. And we got all of this at, at Riviera Maya, but nobody sat down and went through it all. Well, whereas... really, I never looked at it. And I don't remember the sheet that told us like all the menus and stuff and like like when, say, volleyball was going on. We might, But that also could have been a difference in the because the swing set takeover. Fair, fair enough. Fair because enough. if we had been there on a regular week, we I don't know. I can't I don't say. Know. Yeah. yeah. But, so we got that at Pearl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took us a long time. And it was actually kind of nice to have mm-hmm. her go through everything. She was very friendly. Yeah. yeah. Lovely human being. So... The other big And we difference. did have champagne there, and I did drink mine, because at that point I'd been drinking for a week, so I'd keep on going. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, you get there, and one big difference, too, was that we had Esteban, who... Oh, my God, he was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, he took us to our room. He yeah. took all of our luggage, took us to our room, and that was... I liked that. That was really yeah. nice. Admittedly, it's a little harder to find your room, because you've got, what, five towers? Each mm-hmm. tower has an animal... Uh, a name like name, turtle, seahorse, seahorse, fish, yeah, crab. I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't think it shouldn't be crab. It probably is crab, but it shouldn't be crab. <laughs> you don't want to go. To, you don't want to go to a swing resort and go like, yeah, I got crabs. <laughs> anyway, just saying. Uh, guys, because you don't really want to taste like fish either. Anyway, <laughs> I should have really thought about this. So, but you do want to ride the seahorse. That's right. Yeah. 
That's what we were, by the way. <laughs> we were in Seahorse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so one difference here was that these, it was a tower. These, so these were all towers. Like almost like a tall apartment building. Yeah, some yeah. of them, because we met the Aranati Escapades, and they were at the top of one of them. It's like fourth, fourth level. Yeah, it was high it was up. way yeah. up there. So I don't like that, personally, because I don't want to be drunk and have to climb four flights of stairs to get to my room. Well, my other thing is that because of that, and because you go up the stairs and then there's like a little alcove and you've got three or four doors off of it, sometimes, sometimes there's only one or two depending on the building. Yeah, but ours had but four. ours had four doors off of it. So if somebody gets up before you and goes out, the doors kind of slammed. They're heavy. Yeah. And so, you know, anywhere from, and the first day somebody was leaving, so at like five in the morning... You know, this door is slamming, and then other days, it might be like 8, 9 in the morning, we're just thinking about, maybe thinking about waking up. (laughs) And so you hear a door slamming, but because it echoes in that little hallway, I didn't like that. Yeah, and I know Um, that we woke some people up one night because we were giggling uh, and, and it our echoes. Own jokes, and yeah. it echoes. And so they were like, yeah. oh, we heard you coming in at 2 a.m. Yeah. So. And it's not a bad, it's not a big deal, but it is. It's something to consider. Yeah. Uh, so Esteban takes us to our room. Our room in this one was gigantic. It was we had it a felt ju- gigantic. we had a, basically a junior suite type room, whatever I don't know what it's officially called. Yeah, but we had a little sitting area, an extra little couch and area that we didn't have at the other one. And we had a private balcony, which was nice, that had a table and chairs. Mm-hmm. Looked over the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a little couch area. We had a poo- a bathtub. Oh, a, we had a bathtub as a, well a, as a shower. A bathtub, a shower, and a toilet that everything had its closed doors. Yeah. The shower was much smaller. The shower was about what we have at home. And it, one complaint about the shower the is... The shower was shit. It was terrible. The water pressure was not consistent. And you couldn't get a good... A, you couldn't get a consistent temperature. But B, if you turned it on and it was too cold and you move it just the slightest bit... It may then become scalding, or it might not change at all. Yeah. And it was so hard to adjust the temperature and to get water pressure. And it, arguably, we yeah. probably could have called somebody and had them come in and fix it, because we knew we had friends that had uh, AC problems, and they came in and fixed it. I'm not sure what they can do about the water pressure, But though. I'm not sure what yeah. they can do about that. The temperature, maybe. I don't know. I don't but know. But it was... It, that I did not like the shower no. of that one. The room was much better. The room was good. Uh, I will say the room was felt like it was done in the 1970s yeah. or 1980s. It had that a lot of teak and, and kind yeah. of style, but it was well appointed and clean. So what I what I so Pearl just because we said this about Riviera Maya, Pearl has 88 yeah. rooms, so it is a there are fewer rooms there, and the beach distance roughly measured Google Maps was like 121 meters, so it is slightly less um, beach distance but it feels more spread out but we'll get to that um but even though there are less rooms at pearl it's my understanding that there are more of the smaller more basic rooms like what we had at riviera maya Mm -hmm. there's more of those at riviera maya yes so it makes it more approachable if you depending on cost and what you're willing to put into the week yeah Um, but it is nice to have that extra space in that couch and i mean i gotta admit the junior suite was nice we uh, yeah Yeah. i actually quite liked that if i had to pick it on room alone i would have picked pearl yeah uh, so the, the, let's, I guess from, from there, let's look at the pool. Maybe? Oh, yeah. Cause we were looking out over the pool. The pool yeah. was, let's see, how, what's the word? Fucking huge. Yes, it was. Uh, it was probably two to two and a half times the size of the one at Riviera Maya. At least. Yeah. yeah. I would have said it was at least two and a half times yeah. the size. It may have just been two, but it was basically two pools that were stuck together with a, with a, a, a wall in mm-hmm. between them. Uh, where the reason that wall was there was because the one side pool was heated, mm-hmm. 
Not a lot because it is summer, but in the winter, I'm sure that was nice. Yeah. And it but had it, a bar in uh, it. I was going to say, it was nice if it was an overcast day. Yeah. To have that little bit of extra warmth in it. And the other side was natural, passively mm-hmm. heated. Uh, and then it did not have a bar. But it had no. beds on the... They had the quiet side and then the party side. Yeah, the party side was the heated side. And there were lots of lounge chairs around that. That's where the DJ was. That's where the activities were. Uh, that's where the bar was. It was definitely a lot noisier at that end. So yeah. if you wanted that activity and, and all of that... And that was definitely the busier end. Yes. Most people were there most of the week. Yeah. The other side, the quiet end... Which or was where we were. Or as they called it when we checked in... They said they called it the hangover end which is why we were there <laughs> um but that end had there were a six hand, beds maybe yeah a handful of beach beds um and it was there was a little bit of shading on that side as well because yeah. of where the trees were and stuff so you could be out in the sun or you could have a little bit of shading depending on how long you're in the water um but that was really nice because you could still be in the water and in the pool and be socializing and talking to people but not not be yelling over the music and not have all this activity going on around you and that's that's, again, it's more our well, speed. I really liked that side because, yeah. really, again, you had a pool that was the size of our apartment, maybe bigger than our apartment. Yeah. And the no, the I think the most people I counted it counted in it at one point was eight, and in the four, water, in yeah. the water, and yeah. four of them were us. Yeah, you know, you and I, and then the friends that we were with mm-hmm. at the time. You know, that's kind of amazing yeah. to have that much space. Just to sit and frolic. And it, I was going to say, it was lovely to be able to kind of swim around and frolic and, and, you know, just kind of play with each other and whatever. But again, it's just, you're not, you don't feel cramped. Yeah. And so that was lovely. And so yeah. another thing I have to give props to, and it's it's unfair because we didn't utilize the pool really at RM. Yeah. But... The serving staff was amazing. Oh my god, yeah! Every fifteen minutes, oh Miguel, Miguel was coming, would, around. Was coming yeah. around saying, "Hey, do you need anything to drink? Do you want any food?" And he would bring you nachos and fajitas. And and if uh, we fajitas. were fajitas, and if we were out there for any length of time and order, if we ordered the same drinks twice in a row, he would just start bringing yeah. them every now and again. He would just bring another round of drinks. Well, the the first day that we were there, yeah. what were we order, we were ordering mimosas, yeah. And I think he just kept bringing them. He did. And at one point, we had, each of us had, there was four of us, each of us had a mimosa in our hands, and I think there were six lined across the (laughs) the pool. It was like, we're in heaven. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So, um, just to kind of jump ahead a bit, I would say service alone, Pearl was, if you were... It was that extra bit above. Just above, yeah. But what I would say the difference to me was not necessarily service like in restaurants and rooms and things like that. It was the... Staff that came around to you. Yes. And and that could be how the resort is set up because it's, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. But the staff that would come to you, like around the pool area, hot tub areas, just and even at the lobby. Um, we'll talk about how the lobby was yeah. set up. But maybe it is more because they, maybe they have to come to you more as opposed to you going to them. Yeah. I don't know. But it, the service was, I would say, a lot better at Pearl. Yeah. So that was the pool area. So let's talk about, I guess, restaurants. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you had, again, I think it was called Aphrodite there as it well. It was, yeah. Uh, that was, uh, they didn't have a buffet. They had a buffet at breakfast, mm-hmm. but you could also order off of a menu. Slight nitpicky. 
It wasn't obvious that you could order off of a menu at no, breakfast? No, we didn't know until like day three that you could order off of it. But it was basically like, do you want an omelet? Do you want... They had things that you could order, but we never saw a menu. Yeah, not at breakfast. It was more just, what do you want? If it's not up at the buffet, yeah. see if they've got it. But at lunch, they had a lunch service menu, which was nice. And they mm-hmm. also had a buffet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at dinner every night, they didn't have a buffet. There was, there was no buffet at dinner no. at that resort. So it was all table service. It was always table service. And it was always a different mm-hmm. menu, which is nice. But it does make for a slower dinner. It makes for a slower dinner. And also, this probably is counterintuitive for most people, but I found by having the menu in front of me, and I was like, ooh, this all looks good. So I would order, like on a cruise, multiple things. But then you're more tempted to eat it all as opposed to if, like at the buffet at Riviera Maya, I would get small bits of things and try a lot of different things. So I actually ate more at Pearl than I did at Riviera Maya. That's funny. Yeah. But most people would think a buffet, you're going to eat more. But I didn't. I no. would eat less. Even you know, though I, think, I, yeah. I think that's the same for me as well. Is you, you pick and choose a little more at a, at a I pick and choose a little yeah. more at a buffet. So the food quality was pretty good at the, at Aphrodite's. Mm-hmm. I actually quite liked most of the things I that I I didn't like got. the breakfast as much. I will say, I think that's a good point. I think breakfast at Pearl wasn't as good. No, I didn't like breakfast as much. But they also did have outside of that, because Aphrodite was right next to the pool as well there, they did have the daytime lunches and things, um, you know, the the burritos, the burgers, that kind of thing, yeah, all outside. being cooked right by the pool, um, except for one day that had some poor weather. They had to cancel that. But otherwise, you always did have the outside lunches. So again, you didn't necessarily have to get dressed to get food during the day. Yeah. So... Around there as well, there was a restaurant upstairs called Unique. Yeah. Which I would say out of two weeks was the one experience that I had that was terrible. It was awful. The food was abhorrent. So you you had to have a reservation to go there. It was a small restaurant. Maybe Maybe 10 tables? I would have said 20-some people. Yeah. So yeah. Um, But the food was... So we thought, oh, this is going to be a really nice dinner. We were all excited. We went there with C&D from Swinging Down Under... And it was we terrible. wanted to make it special because yeah. you know we we this was the really the, unfortunately the only dinner that we had just the four of us yeah and we were hoping to make it special we were hoping to spend and we had quality time mm-hmm. it was great to see them and chat with them but they were the only highlight of that meal yeah the food was horrific Mm-mm. the lighting in that restaurant was red yeah nothing looks good under <clears throat> red light except for women and men. Bodies, humans, right, but not food. But not food. Yeah, I don't want to eat something under a red light. Yeah, yeah. Um, unique was. Um, I'm going to say a unique experience and not one that we necessarily enjoyed. Yeah, and and we even had friends that were going to go the next night, and they said something to us about going. And we were like, "Don't do it." Yeah, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't waste your time. Don't waste. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. So that was that was a huge disappointment. Yeah, I was really kind of bummed about that because I expected that to be one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, unique moments where it was like this is going to be great yeah. it was not uh the other restaurant however which i think on a normal week is reservation only as I think well it is. but this week they didn't do reservations it was first come first first serve. come first serve it was epic i really enjoyed it pearl i think maybe? it was called pearl yeah. yeah um that was my favorite dining experience of the two weeks that was and so they had different menus uh they had a french menu italian and i think mediterranean yeah. and they rotated through And so we managed to catch all three of those. Yes. My favorite was French. No, I would agree. That, yeah. Yeah. My least favorite would have been Mediterranean, I think. Ah, see, I thought Italian. Yeah, I liked the Italian. Okay. Uh, 
it was it was really good. It was good, and it was a decent sized restaurant, and so there was a you know a fair number of people around, but not so much. Um, but I thought the lighting was good, the service was good there, the food was good quality. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, overall, I think the food was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast, you're right, was subpar. Breakfast was better. At dinner was, however, better. I think. Yeah. Breakfast was less. Dinner was more. We didn't better. find a sushi place there, though. Well, no, they did not do sushi. Yeah, which was true, weird. I thought. Which is a shame. Yeah. So, I guess the last thing really to talk about individually would be well, two things I guess would be the bars and then the and and pizza at night yeah. and then the hot tub. Yeah. So. Bar wise, there was a great bar in the, and I guess there's a bunch of stuff. Disco. There was a great bar in the lobby, mm-hmm. which was also right outside of where the disco was. So it was yeah. pretty hopping most mm-hmm. nights. Good service. There were a couple of bar stools at the bar. There was also some couch and chairs kind of just across the walkway from yeah. it. Uh, so that's that was basically. The answer to the lobby bar at Riviera Maya, this one was inside as opposed to outside. Yes. And it wasn't as large. Right. But it was, uh, the, I mean, one of the bartenders there, he was Julio. He Julio. Was, yeah. He was fantastic. I liked him a lot. Great personality, good drinks. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we ended up for nighttime drinks was at the lobby bar because it was good drinks. It was kind of a general meeting place being right outside the disco with the entertainment going on. It was kind of where you wanted to be was at the lobby. And right outside of that, uh, there was a seating area. So there was, some, there was a big long table where you could congregate a large group of people. There were also smaller tables of like two to four people around. And then there was this other little, I'm going to say a coffee cart type thing. It wasn't yeah. exactly a coffee cart. It was bigger than that. It was a great little na- but, name. was Addiction. Yeah. But it was basically just a small little area, um, big enough for somebody to kind of fix things in and whatever. But in the mornings, they would have coffee, tea. Fresh some, fruits. Yeah, some fresh fruits and some small pastries and things like that. Maybe a ham and cheese croissant, chocolate croissants, different pastries. So it was a nice place to get a quick little snack if you didn't want to actually go sit down and do a breakfast at Aphrodite's, yeah. which was lovely. I actually really liked I that. I really liked that. that we utilized yeah. that on two of the days where we just wanted a quick breakfast. Yeah. And maybe more than that. Maybe three of the days. Could have been three of the a, days. A number of, I know I got a coffee there a lot. Yeah. As a side note, the coffee is horrific. That's Both a, resorts. It's American coffee. Terrible right? coffee. Yeah. Even the brewed, like the espresso was okay. horrific. Anyway. Um, and but then snow. that was also where they did the late night food. So they had pizzas and tacos there. They didn't do BLTs, which is fine. Um, but they did the pizzas and the tacos. And it's my understanding that that had only been open a few weeks. Yeah, because the fellow said, it would. Uh, yeah, because the first day I said something, of, I commented somehow. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, this is only our second week yeah. or third week. Of being open. I don't think it had been open for long, but it was a lovely addition. Really, liked and I'm that. really glad that they had that. I completely yeah. agree. It was a great idea. So, yeah, I, I really liked that. That was a good space. It had good eating space. All of that was covered. Yeah, and that's also where they had the live bands. Mm-hmm. Was again outside, but it was still covered. Yeah, where they had the live bands at nighttime was outside of the lobby area, which was interesting because I feel like the lobby itself was utilized more at Pearl than at Riviera Maya. But Riviera Maya had a bigger courtyard, whereas Pearl didn't have as big of a courtyard because they had a larger fountain area that took up a lot of that space. Yeah, it was like a lush jungle fountain at Pearl. Yeah. Uh, So lastly, I guess, would be the hot tub. And the hot tub at Pearl was 
larger than our living room. Oh my god, it was area. huge. It was huge. It was probably two to three times the size of the one at Riviera Maya. At least, yeah. And it again had a bar. It was also round, so it was different shape. Yep. And then it also had different levels of, of like, seating and, and walking to where... Yeah, so you could be seated to where just your hips were underwater, or maybe, like, for me, up to my boobs. So there were different levels that I could be sitting at, and then standing, of course, as well. And then I think there were probably six or seven beds around it, uh, none mm-hmm. of the, which were really probably well lit. more than that. They were not well lit, yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah, I, it was a... Uh, and cubbies there imagine, as well. Yeah, cubbies as well for your stuffs. Yeah. Uh, it was always populated. Yeah. Very busy. Yeah. Very so popular. I will say, just to give you a frame of reference, uh, when we first got to Riviera Maya, the first night at Hot Tub Happy Hour, we walked up and there were 65-ish people in the That's hot right. tub. Yeah. Still space for more. So, of course, we jumped in. Um, but there was still space for more. When we walked up to the hot tub at Pearl, there were around 100 people. We did a quick count of 100. And there was still plenty of room. There was tons of space. Yeah. I would have said... 100, 110 people were in there, and there was probably two-thirds full. Yeah. So there was a lot. There was, yeah, so it easily is... Easily you could have fit 30, 40 yeah, more people It is significantly bigger. And there's, of course, a bar there as well. Yeah. Um, a big old bar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Is there any other... Disco? Oh, yeah. And nightly disco. entertainment. I keep forgetting the disco. Yeah. Uh, each night, we almost each night we went to the disco. It's yeah. a smaller disco than what's at per, uh, RM. But yeah. it... it the the shows that we saw were oh the shows were amazing so the the foot- some of the shows were amazing some of them well, were meh. yeah the footprint of the disco is smaller but they have a higher ceiling yeah. so they're able to do different acts and we didn't necessarily oh we did yeah because they did some silks the, and some stuff there well they did the the thing where the guys had those poles there maybe was, that was it yeah and they were climbing up to the top of the poles and they were dan- like it was yeah inter- so, it was very Cirque du Soleil kind of shit it was and so but they're able to do that a bit more at Pearl because I think they have the higher ceilings that's at least what we were told yeah. um, but as far as dancing and whatnot goes the disco at Riviera Maya had more floor space yeah um but yeah, Pearl had the they had the live band out front of the lobby every night, and that was really good. That was again good dancing and, yeah. and entertainment there. And then they would do the show in the disco around ten thirty or so, I think, every night. And the shows were were quite good. The few of them a bit heteronormative and whatever, yeah. where they would bring people up from the audience and okay, now the ladies have to do a dance and we get to vote on who does the best. You know, general kind of stuff, whatever. Um, but the shows, I think, at Pearl were really, really good. There was a playroom off of that disco as well. Which was tiny. Quite comparatively, because yeah. we'd already been to RM. Um, but the one at Pearl was a lot smaller. It was basically a U-shape of banquettes. It was about the size of a standard bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so it was U, U-shaped banquettes all around on three sides. Only really maybe 20 towels outside of the room. Yeah. So, and I would have said four official play spaces, basically, because they were banquettes. And the, the there was a, actually a literally a, a mound in the center between the beds there was, that you but could not move. No, you could. It One, was extremely heavy. Well, it was heavy, but you could move it if you were determined. <laughs> um, but there were... I was disappointed in the number of towels that there were compared to RM because I... And maybe it's just sheer size of the room. But there was, a, a, you know, maybe, what, 15, 20 towels on a little table outside of the playroom. But the the beds themselves, the play beds, were covered in, like, a fabric. Yeah. And, which, and it did come off, so they could wash it. And I'm sure they did wash it probably every day. But at the same time, 
it was not like the um, stuff where it's plasticky on one side and fabric on the other. Exactly. So if you're if you, there's if you're any moisture, or if you're a squirter, anything like that, it's going to soak through. Yeah. And I didn't like that as much. I agree. Um, it felt plusher because there were pillows and things like that, but it just didn't feel as cleanable to me. I agree. It was darker and more sensual, and it yeah. did feel, feel plusher. But at the same time, I'm looking at this going, this is very difficult to clean. Mm-hmm. This is not conducive to a bunch of people playing. This is conducive to a single couple, maybe a couple couples yeah. playing in, in very secluded areas. It, I don't know. It just It didn't, for me... It didn't do what I wanted it to do. Yeah. And I'm, I am curious because we know that Riviera Maya, we were told by people that have been there year after year that that one was redone since last year, that playroom. Yeah. So I am curious to see if they do anything with Pearl in the coming years or if it's just they're two different fields, two different resorts. I, yeah. You know, I mean, question. that's completely possible. Yeah. Because again, some people want one thing, some people want another. So depending on what you're looking for. So. You talked about uh, bathrooms and, and whatnot at, at yeah. RM. What did, what was your opinion at Pearl? Uh, so the lobby bathrooms were always clean because they're inside. Yeah. And, cause, and I will say that the lobby bathrooms at Riviera Maya were outside. True. So you go into them from, from outside. But the ones at the lobby were always nice and clean. I will say that the ones by the hot tub I only used once. I felt a little squicky in them. I will say I did the exact same thing. It... The hot tub ones were not. Were, they weren't as clean. No, as, as and there was only what like. I'd hoped. Yeah, there were only a couple of stalls, and it was it just it felt squeaky. Yeah, so the I was. The ones by the restaurants and the pool were nice. Those ones were nice, but they still, and this is a minor thing, but they still always had wet floors, because people are coming in from the pool. Fair enough. However, at Riviera Maya, people are always coming in from the pool, and they didn't have a wet floor. That's a good point. I don't know how that happens. It was a lot farther from the pool. It was a little bit further. Yeah. yeah. So the ones at Riviera Maya were a lot farther, so maybe you're Not really, off. though, because you had to go down that little hallway next to Aphrodite's to get to yeah, the ones. Fair enough, yeah. So they weren't really yeah. any further. All right, maybe not. But I don't know. But So it, they were clean, but there was water on the floor, so I still always wore my shoes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when it's a nice dry floor, I'm not really worried about, is that water or is it pee? Yeah. You know? Fair enough. Um, I mean, I know it's probably water because it's Not in the men's is, restroom. But, well... <laughs> Us guys, we can't aim. You got shit aim. I mean, if you've ever seen me try to come on your breasts, and next thing you know, you've got it in your eye, your hair, and in your belly button. And the wall and the ceiling. And and none of it is on your tits. I mean, you know we can't aim. Just saying. Fair point. I try, but I can't control myself. Um, So, I mean, I will say that, you know, for me, it was just... Yeah, if honestly, and also the other thing was at, at Pearl, the quiet end of the pool, there were no public restrooms at that end. And so we had to go all the way, which was a fair distance, to where the restaurant was at the noisy end of the pool and go to the restrooms down there. Yeah. Which was a fair walk. Our room was a lot closer, so I just always went back to our room because A, it was cleaner, and B, it was a hell of a lot closer. So I, I was disappointed that there weren't any restrooms on the quiet end of the pool. I agree. So they, they're, the funny thing is well, there were restrooms, but they were staff only, which we used them anyway, but they were staff only. They were staff only for the dive shop. Yeah. 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 So let's look at a quick comparison between the two. Like what, So I guess the final, the wrap up of Pearl. Okay. Uh, on a scale of stars, again, I would give it four stars. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I give it four stars for different reasons. Mm-hmm. The service at Pearl was exemplary. It was a step above, yeah. Yeah, definitely a step above. Was, we commented on it more yeah. than once. That it was very clearly a service-based resort. Yeah. 
The rooms for me, a little dated, but not in a bad Mm -hmm. way. The cleanliness of the rooms, they were clean. For me, REM went a step above on on the rooms. Because of the presentation. Yeah, the presentation. We always had different towel animals. It was like being on a cruise at RM. That's true, yeah. always had different towel animals and whatnot, and we really didn't get that at Pearl. And actually, I will say, we took a picture. You may have posted it. I don't even know. One of the days, the lady, or I'm assuming lady, I don't know, whoever did our room. It was a lady who was doing our room. Okay. um, That did our room. She did swans out of the towels, and we had our cum rags sitting there because we were giving out cum rags and sunscreens. And so... Uh, she took one of the cum rags and put the swan on top of the cum rag, or by the by the cum rag, and the swans were sitting on there. And we also had little koalas that we were giving out to yeah. some of the people. And so she took one of the koalas and put it on the the swans. And so I thought it was really cute that she kind of incorporated things that we had there, and, and you know, and made it part. And we of We know it. that some people had like sunglasses put on their animals. Yeah, like RM, it was very like it did cow feel like a cruise. Kind of, it felt like yeah. a cruise, and I really liked that. Yeah. And I got to be honest, this is. I guess it's stupid, but I was expecting that at Pearl. And when I didn't get it, I sort of missed it. It's also one of those minor things. Oh, another thing I will say, a difference between the two, um, was room service. Like when our room was cleaned. Yes. And when they came to the room. At Pearl, so basically at Riviera Maya, they came in to clean the room once a day. Yeah. That was it, right? At Pearl, they would come and clean the room. It was not at the same time every day. No. And so sometimes we... and. Our schedule was pretty much the same most days, but they would sometimes come late morning. They would sometimes come mid-afternoon. It was not the same. We had them knock once before we even woke up. Yeah. And so it was not the same time every day. Um, The other thing was they would come and do like a nightly turndown service, which some people, sure, that's nice and whatever. I don't really care about that that personally. Don't touch my drapes. Yeah. Well, I can pull my own covers down. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But they would come and like... That was sometimes, again, when we were in the room and sometimes not. And it's just, it wasn't consistent timing. So I appreciate the service, but I felt like at Riviera Maya, they kind of learned quicker our habits and worked around that. I would rather you learn my habits and work around it than smother me with your service. Yeah, yeah. And not everybody's like that. Different strokes, different True. folks. fair enough. But yeah. for me, I prefer Riviera Maya's mm-hmm. service over, over Pearl. Overall. Um, food, it's funny. Breakfast definitely goes to Riviera Maya. Dinner, barring unique, uh, goes Pearl. to Pearl. So they're head to head, I would say. Bars, I would say are about even. Even. Pearl probably edges out only because of the quality of service from Julio. But then you've got CC at got Riviera the, Maya. You've got the drinks at CC. So made. It's, yeah, like, it is a like yeah. evening drinks, day drinks. Yeah, and. Admittedly, we drank more during the day. So maybe it is Riviera Maya. Yeah. Uh, if you look at beach and beachfront, I prefer Riviera Maya over Pearl because Riviera Maya oh. is a much more private feeling beach. I will say one thing we didn't talk about as well with Pearl was that while there were beach beds, they also had a lot of um, lounge chairs along the beach. So yeah. it wasn't only beach beds, whereas yeah. Riviera Maya, it was only beach beds. But at the same time, because the pool basically goes most of the length of Pearl... There were beach beds all along that length, but again, it was not as quiet and private. Yeah, whereas, some of them were double stacked as well. Yeah, whereas Riviera Maya, there was the quiet end down away from the pool. So if you wanted a beach bed just to kind of snooze on and really be away yeah. from things a bit and have some privacy and quietness, you could do that. I felt it was easier there. The beach at Pearl was a much more public beach as well because they yeah. have this nice pier, but it's a public pier. Yeah. Anybody can go to it. So... 
and then there was a bunch of housing because mm-hmm. there was you know um, Airbnbs mm-hmm. that were right next to Pearl, whereas at Riviera Maya you've got resorts on either side. So yeah. occasionally you'd have people walk back and forth, but they were resort people. They weren't yeah. potentially locals. And we saw kids and whatnot walking yeah. around Pearl Beach. And and the other thing to note um, for people who don't know is there was security there. And so security yeah. was always keeping, they were always along the beaches kind of right as you were getting onto official resort property. And so they were making sure that people didn't just wander up into no the resort yeah. from the beach. Yeah. So that's not a concern. That was always, always. well done. The security yeah. on both sites was exemplary. Yeah. Uh, so I think overall, and we had it described to us this way, was that RM is very urban. Mm-hmm. It's busy. There's always something going on. You can't go from location to location without bumping into somebody, most commonly somebody you know, and chatting. So a walk that would should have taken you anywhere from three to five minutes would often take you up to 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. Just to go from the bar to, the, to, yeah. to lunch was a long walk. Yeah, because you would stop and talk to people. And it was, I would say that the public spaces were a, and this goes back to the urban feel, but the public spaces were a bit tighter. Yeah, in more that, public. In that it, it I'm going to say, almost forces or encourages interaction with others. Yeah. And I like that because you're at a swinger-friendly resort. Yeah, you're there to interact so, with people. So yeah. put me in a location that forces me to interact with people. Or encourages it. Or, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it is, I think, for introverts, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier at RM to talk to people Make because friends and, you yeah. are always up near people even in even in the more relaxed areas <clears throat> there, there were places where you could get away oh yeah but you're always encouraged to to bump into people yeah whereas pearl while whereas rm is is urban pearl is suburban so it was very easy to walk from location to location, and while it may take you a little while longer to make that walk, it was unlikely you were going to bump into somebody. Period. Yeah, and there were also multiple paths that you could take. Yeah, like if you're going from the lobby to the pool or your your um, room to the pool, there were maybe two or three different paths you could take. So that also reduces your chances of running into someone maybe that you know. Yeah. Um, but it did because the public spaces are much bigger. It does feel more suburban, even yes. though the rooms are in towers. And there's basically, what, five towers or something, I, I think? think. there were five towers, um, yeah. And so it is interesting how much more spread out it felt. And I don't know. It, yeah, it was interesting. It was really kind of different. Yeah. Which One is, thing I liked about Pearl was how lush it was. Yes. There was, like, it felt like you were in a fucking jungle. There were a lot of greenery. Whereas was, RM... Was a lot was of greenery. Longer, yeah. <laughs> English hard. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas RM had, it felt beachy. Yeah. There was just palm trees yeah. and, and open areas. Whereas Pearl was very green and lush mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like you would walk along and there'd be plants yeah. everywhere. And I liked that too. It's interesting because they, while they're very, very similar, they're also quite different. The feel is very and, different. And when people ask us, which did you like better? I can't answer that necessarily because some, depends on what you're looking at and what's important to you. Yeah. And, and they both have their positives and negatives and it just again it's it's what what matters to you and while i agree with that for me if i had to pick one to go to for the rest of my life it would be rm mm. i liked the more up, upbeat 
constant interaction, seeing people yeah. and like being in the mi- feeling, always feeling like I was in the midst of something. I like that as well. And if I'm we're looking, social people. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm looking for something, I want to be able to find it pretty easily. Yeah. So, you know, I liked Pearl a lot, but I think that the, that the feeling that I got yeah. from RM was better for I would me. agree. For us, I think it is yeah. better. Um, so I have one last comment about Desire. Okay. And this is, I know, a bit of a sore point, but we're going to talk about it anyway. So on the Desire website, under the oh. FAQs, yes, because it is a clothing-optional, swinger-friendly resort, but under the FAQs, one of the questions is, basically, what type of guest profile will I find at Desire? And the answer is, Straight couples, they're looking to enjoy a sensual time with their partners and rekindle the passion in their lives. So as a swinger-friendly hotel, which is what they say, they then say straight couples looking for a sensual time to rekindle, blah, blah, blah. And, And this goes back to the Life on the Swing Set takeover is the only time of year in which uh, gay and lesbian couples and triads, basically anything other than a straight presenting couple, is allowed. Yeah. And I think that is a fault of the resort. Yeah. That is definitely a fault of the resort. Because it should be encouraged that anyone can go, whether you're you're two women, two men, whether you're a triad, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. It's, you know, I will say it was very frustrating the 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 weeks that we had and we'll talk about these in other podcasts were vastly different but one of the things that st- struck that still sticks with me is one of the nights at Pearl there was uh, during one of the the shows mm. there was a bunch of of people sitting around the disco uh, on these little stools and there were men and women and the guy comes out and goes all right you know this is going to be a show just for the women uh, men get off of the seats and let women take the seats. And it was a, a performer, uh, he, and he was doing a, a strip tease mm-hmm. for for the crowd. And my thing is, why do you go to the effort of of alienating a population of people when you could have just said what what's going to happen and let the guys decide if they wanted to leave or not? If they wanted to be in the front so row. So they actually, you know... The playmakers at that night went to the effort of alienating people. Mm-hmm. That you know, you took an extra step that you didn't really have to take, and that kind of that really sat with me very wrong. And I think that was something that sort of marred that experience, which may even mar my full experience of Pearl. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, saying that RM was likely the same way on a normal week. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just frustrating to to go somewhere where it's very obvious that, quote, your kind isn't welcome. Mm-hmm. Which I guess leads to the last point that I would have, which was recently tweeted about. You know, people asking opinions on desire and what, what they think. Uh, who, who, you know, looking for advice on where which one they should go to. My advice on something like that is... Is do a takeover. Takeovers, I think, are the best way to experience a resort like that. Mm-hmm. And what you should do is is research who's doing the takeover, whether it is Life on the Swing Set or We Got a Thing or Swinging Down Under or there's hundreds of others, I'm sure, throughout the year that is taking over Desire, Temptation, Hedonism. Mm-hmm. You know, they're taking over these resorts. So find people whose who's 
swinging style, according to their podcast or according to their ethos, matches yours. Mm-hmm. And then go with them. And the benefit to going with a group like that is that often, I don't know about all the other groups, but the two that we went with, they set up group chats ahead of time. And so you can get to know some of the other people that are going to be there prior to arriving. So you kind of start that uh, conversation, start the experience. You can see who you may be interested in, may not be interested in before you ever get there. But it kind of gets you excited and gets you involved with the group before ever arriving. And then once you get there, you have a commonality with the people there. And so it's easier to spark up conversations. It's easier to kind of walk up to groups of people because you know that they're likely with the same group and and they're of a similar mindset because they're there for the same reasons and the same with the same group that you are. And but again, you know, every group is going to have a little different feel to it. And so I, I like what you said, Bradford, about finding one that has a similar ethos to what you have. Because that's going to... We gonna, all have a different style. It, it's true. We do. And I think that that will make it a much better experience for you to, to go with a group that you're like, okay, I think I'm going to really fit in here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it is frustrating to to be, especially bisexual. Yeah. And that website even excludes bisexual females. Yeah. Which, to me, is shocking as hell. Like... If you're not a straight couple... If you're not a straight couple, you're not welcome. It's sort of what I read in there. It doesn't even say straight presenting. It just says straight. Yeah, exactly. Which (laughs) is, oof. That's really archaic. And I would Mm. love to see the the verbiage of that change. I'd like to see it be a little more open-minded. And whether that really changes... And the, the question is, if they change the verbiage on the website, does that change the people that go? Absolutely it does. So, you know, and it doesn't take a lot for, you know, because if, if a, I don't know, if a trans couple were to look at that or a trans person were to look at that, they might immediately feel like they're excluded. Like I'm not welcome. I'm not welcome here. And that's not the way it should be. You know, Mm -hmm. we should try to create a community in which everybody is welcome, which is why I say find a group that, that matches the way you feel, that matches well, the way you think. And the other thing is that if you look at it, there's not very many swinger-friendly resorts. No. There's a handful. However, then when you narrow it down to how many gay-friendly resorts are there, how many lesbian-friendly yeah. resorts, et cetera, et cetera, and you start getting into the different groups and minorities, minorities within minorities, it becomes much more limited. And yeah. unless you present yourself differently, which is then not true to who you are, and it gets into this whole big other thing. Um, Ultimately, but, there's enough safe spaces for straight people. Yeah, and you would think that being a swinger-friendly hotel, that they would be, or you know, resort, they would be more open to other minorities and and subpopulations, and let's just welcome everyone. Yeah, you know? but, but you know, they're they're excluding the kink community. Yeah. they're excluding the poly community, yeah. amongst other people, and that's really frustrating. But that's a minor nitpick. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that change. I don't foresee that changing yeah. in our lifetime, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think at some point they'll have to change. At some point, the world is going to, you know, millennials. Hopefully. Are, are going to start pushing a little <laughs> yeah. harder. And I yeah. would love to see that change. But yeah, I don't think that's within our lifetime. Yeah. So any other closing comments? Would you go back? Um, I was going to say, my closing comment is that, yes, I absolutely would go back. It was, we had an amazing time at both resorts. And you'll hear more about it in upcoming weeks. Sorry about that. Um <laughs> You're going to be so sick of hearing about desire. Probably. But it really was. For us, it was, and I hate to say this because it sounds kind of cliche, but I will say that for us, I would say it was a 
maybe not majorly so, but a little bit life-changing. I would have said life-changing, absolutely. Yeah, because it, it was just... And, and you'll hear more about why, and, and I know in the next couple we kind of go around in circles with a gentleman about it. Um, so maybe we'll do a synopsis at some point. But for us, I think it was just, it was so different than anything we've been to and anything we've experienced. And just being in that kind of environment was just, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was just absolutely phenomenal. And it was exactly what we needed without knowing what we needed. Yeah. You know, going into it, we knew we were going to have a good time. I don't think we realized how much it would have meant to us, though. I agree. I agree. There was It was something... Magical is the word I would use, yeah. which is, again, I feel silly and cliche, but it's for, for us, it was exactly what we needed. Yeah, yeah. And I think even just going to a resort, being able to be naked, and we'll talk more about that because it's not always easy to be naked in front of hundreds of other people, yeah. um, but just being able to be naked, drop the barriers, drop the shields, be who you are, and, and meet like-minded people from all over the world was just an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, we will go back. Epic. Uh, so if you have wanted to go to Desire and we haven't answered a question that you've had, please feel free to drop us a message. Uh, you can email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We are at By the By Podcast on all three of those. Uh, our website is www.bythebuy.com.au. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, and we definitely appreciate all the folks that help us out, we are www.patreon.com slash bythebuypodcast. Uh, yeah, that's how you can get some cum rags of your own. Uh, it's through Patreon. And, uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate uh, all the, the reviews that we get on iTunes, Stitcher, etc., etc., and wherever you listen. Yeah, and that's really important because it does help other people find us as well. Yeah. So if you have not left a review, please go on and do that. Yeah. And if it's not necessarily a great review, please give us constructive criticism. Because, yes, don't just say it's yeah. bad. <laughs> tell us why it's bad. Yeah. Come on. Uh, tell us how to make it better. So, yeah, uh, and thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.